Whole Foods Market knows that wellness doesn't look the same for everyone. For some people, it's shopping for fresh produce and organic ingredients to cook with. For others, wellness looks like stocking up on chef-prepared meals ahead of a busy week. It's supplements. It's taking some me time with a new hydrating face mask or a well-deserved bath bomb soak in the tub. Whatever wellness looks like to you, you can find it at Whole Foods Market. And that includes guidance. Ask a team member and they'll do their best to point you in the right direction. Be healthy. Be happy. Be whole at Whole Foods Market. What's up, guys? This is a brand new episode of FGCism. I'm Michael. And I'm Anthony. And today we're going to talk about where is the money in the FGC? Where is it? Not where in the at? pockets. Wow. Hey. <laughs> First of all, you're rude. Second of all, you're loud. But am I wrong? That's not what we came here to talk about. <laughs> That's what I came to talk about. Okay, so this topic has been floating around the FGC for like the last year or so, especially since the FGC has become way more inundated in the esports arena. Because people have assumed that, you know, the FGC being more widely known and more mainstream, there's going to be more money, right? Nope. Right? Nope. Right? Nah. You would think more money. Especially when you got some of these companies going right behind them, like uh, Namco, Capcom. Yeah. NetherRealm, Warner Brothers. Oof. Yeah, we have to throw that out there, too. Ew, I keep forgetting they're a part of this. <laughs> they are definitely a part of this. But a lot of people in FGC, particularly players in general, are starting to see that this isn't exactly as profitable as they want it to be. Uh, no, it's not. Like, not even a little bit. It's almost as if playing video games for a living isn't as lucrative as one would lead to lead you to believe. I mean, we wanted to believe that in, like, maybe 2011, 2012, 2013. Yeah, th- when we heard that these payouts were, like, huge, like $10,000 and stuff. Yeah, but things are starting to take a downturn lately. And it's starting to, people are starting to see it because people are starting to feel like, what's the point of going to these, like extravagant events and doing these long tours for games if i'm not going to get much out of it at the end of the week at the end of the year uh, this ain't like a league tournament where they make hella bank i'm about to find out how much is this a one league tournament how much they make i'm just curious. just any of them I'm about to look because at they all make a lot of money league of legends payouts i'm curious because i need to know how much they making over everybody else in the esports realm Blah blah blah. Don't care about that. I want to know how much they money they make payouts. Tell us how many millions. <laughs> Why are you so rude? I just want to see how many millions they make. That's fancy football payouts. I don't care about that. What? You're giving me stuff that's not important, and that's not. I did not come here for that. Sorry, guys. I'm looking for this really quick. I just wanted to know. Weekly payouts, weekly, three hundred to a thousand just for a weekly. So how much is? For, oh, <laughs> but it's no, no, no. Tell, tell the people. Tell the people. Let's see. I'm just looking for you. Looking for League of Legends? Yeah, man. I'm about to look up Overwatch. Whoa. Okay, so for the League of Legends championships, yo. That team got a okay, so the whole team got two million 
dollars to to like spread between six people. So that's roughly uh, it's twenty it's twenty four it's uh, two thousand well, two million four hundred eighteen thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Man, look at this. <laughs> There's an Overwatch League where players will get health insurance and at least fifty k a year. What? They make more than me. Almost threw this phone. <laughs> Forget how much they make. They first of all get health insurance. They get health insurance. My d- what? Do you know working a nine to five barely gets you that? Yeah. You got to have a broken leg before they like, I guess we'll chip in. But th- they, to, man, let me, let me divide this up real quick. I need to get that number and divide maybe, it by six. Maybe Overwatch is not a bad of a game. <laughs> you had as watch- I initially thought. <laughs> this is where the money is right here. Jeez. Not, not in the Street Fighter though, where Capcom clearly has some money. Do they? It, a lot of people like to think that Capcom is broke because they really think strictly of Street Fighter, but they also have Mega Man, of which Mega Yo. Man Eleven didn't sell too bad. Yo, first place at that last tournament for League of Legends, one person gets four hundred k by himself. That's sick. That's actually sick. That's a lot of money to be a I part have, of an esports team that actually makes money and playing that whack ass game <laughs> that's a huge thing so as you can just see from just that one tournament the payouts for other esports events and tournaments is way bigger like this is it eclipses the FGC by like four or five times over it seems like and people want to be millionaires like people want to make money people want to have a decent life doing something they love and it's kind of hard to do that because you have to usually have to work a real job and do east like do fighting game stuff too which is difficult like <sighs> i had all that and health insurance they get health insurance health insurance Ugh. So, most people in FGC believe that the immediate way to make money really quickly in the FGC is by getting a sponsorship. <laughs> uh, Couldn't be more wrong. Now, initially, what the sponsors usually do would just help you pay for, like, travel and stuff to these tournaments and everything and then pay for your fees and stuff. Which, of course, I think that's like a, some type of, like, um, negotiation of, um, how much you pay them. Out of your uh, winnings and stuff too. Yeah, you just gotta get the winnings first. Yeah, so you have to be winning consistently to even stay sponsored. But now it's not just about winning anymore. It's about a lot of other things to be sponsored these days. Yeah, it used to be just enough to be like, all right, I'm on a tournament after tournament. Things are great. But with the shift that it seems that the FGC is taking, you also have to be a good personality. Yep. You also have to pull in good stream numbers, perhaps. Yep. You have to be likable. Yep. And have to have a YouTube channel, too. And maybe not even likable in the sense that everybody's like, oh, my God, I love this person. Or, you know, just somebody that people... who There's enough for people to watch your content and be invested in it. Like, let's, let's say Punk, right? He's yes. kind of a heel. Yeah. But that's fine. If he was a personable heel, it, it would be great because... The FGC needs a villain. <laughs> it's kind of, it, that's just kind of how it is. It needs a villain. Everything needs a villain somewhere. Okay. And, um, uh, not seeing F champ anywhere around. So somebody has to do it. You rude. 
Anywho, sometimes it's punk. Sometimes <laughs> it's Chris Tatarian. I don't know about Chris Terry being a villain these days. He need a better character in order to do that. I mean, kind of hard to be a villain when you're not really winning consistently. Like I, 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 I love and adore him. I am definitely a fan of him, but I do, I do see that he struggles a lot of times in these tournaments. I mean, he keeps playing Ken. So. That is, to, that's the reason. <laughs> like Ken is, like, Ken is probably one of the more bottom tier characters in Street Fighter Five. So it's kind of hard to like clear that gap between the other players and him when you're playing people probably equal skill level as you who are playing better characters than you so it's like it's kind of hard to like reconcile that when you're playing I mean if he was to stop playing Ken <laughs> like be a tear whore make the money I mean that's where the whole tear whore thing comes from because a lot of people are like okay if this is like my likelihood I need to be at my best and play the best characters that are possible to send the game so I can get the money that I need to stay sponsored. Check this out. If you're a cashier at work, are you going to work off the broken register because that's your favorite one? <laughs> are you going to work off the one that you don't get through like 10 people in like are you gonna two get minutes? The, right. The brand new one <laughs> that that everyone's and it, it, it just snaps, snaps your fingers and it's out. Like, what, what, what are you doing? I think another portion of the whole sponsorship thing is like a lot of players, like the turnover rate recently has started to, you see, we see a lot of players like losing sponsorships a lot more than we ever have. So a lot, a lot of people are like really starting to question this whole sponsorship thing and how viable it is as a uh, path in the FGC. Yeah. There are a lot of people either leaving or getting released. Like that Echo Fox, that big drop they Man, had. Man, Echo Fox came in with like one of the most massively talented rosters ever to be conceived for sponsorship as far as fighting is concerned. But see, I, I kind of had a, like a nagging feeling in the back of my head that when they came out of absolutely nowhere and swiped up all these personalities and such, it kind of felt like that couldn't be sustained forever, you know? Well, the, I think the idea was that they were going to always win. Yeah, that's what we all would like to have like happen. That, I think that was the idea. Like, okay, we got all these top players. They should consistent, consistently you know, place high these tournaments so we could continue to have revenue popping in. But particularly for Street Fighter, who the people who are at the top has never really been a consistent thing. Or at least not a, like a narrow pool of people who are the best at this game. That's true. It's definitely shifted. Like, like that's a game where a lot of people are really good. I mean, we just saw a Capcom Cup at the grand final. Storm Co- was it? St- no, 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 Itabashi. Yeah. Itabashi's anger for a person who we know is good, but have we ever said to ourselves that Itabashi is grand finals good? Especially not for, um, CPT finals. With Abigail? Yeah, that was, that was uh, interesting. And then Abigail was nerfed too. Like, yeah. like that was, this was not, um, season three. This was season 3.5 Abigail yep. with so many of his, well, not so many, but enough of his tools nerfed. And he made it to grand finals. This is a character a lot of people were like, oh, he's kind of a character that only wins against people who have no idea what they're doing and, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Just, dude, Like, no, no, he's, he, he's a threat. He's still and a threat. The only other character that was Rashid that he was in grand finals. Yep. He won. Yeah. Rashid and won. Rashid got nerfed to hell after this last patch. So it was like, I don't know. It's it's weird with Street Fighter because it's like there's never consistent. Like you see, it's like never consistent as far as like the players who reach the top. Like last year was way different than it is this year. Yeah, 
And it's not always necessarily just the characters that get nerfed or buffed. I think it has a lot to do with like how players are training too. And it seems, I don't want to say it's like a phenomenon centered around only Street Fighter V, but it seems to be the most consistent in this regard. Because if you look over at like Dragon Ball Fighters, we know that the best players at that is going to be Goichi, Hook Gang God, Dogura, uh, the Kill Sage, the Kill Sage, Sonic Fox. I don't know if I said him already, Again. but the point is, we already know who are the best of those, and I don't see it changing. I'll talk about Kazunoko too. Ah, Kaz- how could I forget Kazunoko? That nutty, <laughs> nutty man. <laughs> so yeah, we we know who are going to be the best at those games. We already know, and unless people do some real serious training, it's not likely that it's going to change. Unless the game changes, which well, I think that we're going to see a big change in season two already. Like we are see people, yeah, because uh, <laughs> crazy about Ooh. the changes they made like that. What was it? The um, <laughs> the guard cancel. Guard cancel is invincible as hell. <laughs> um, the meter gain ain't all that the great. The meter gain is garbage. <laughs> you can reflect. Um, what is that? Sparking. You can you, reflect that? Yes. Now you can now reflect sparking. <laughs> what? You can also sparking out of block stun. Really? Yes. If you are in the middle of a block string and you, you tie the block and just, just go ahead and pop So sparking. like you can like deal with like Gohan's like leg loops of hell. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, spark. just, just, just sparking. So sparking is like, it's, it's basically like a burst now. Yeah. Almost. Like a one time burst with buffs. That's kind of broke, but I'm, I'm here. I'm with it. Um, of course, the blue life changes. You know, you don't get as much blue life anymore. Um, Dragon Rush is nerfed. You don't get as much meter or damage, which, eh. and you can't do two in one combo, which should theoretically make touch or death combos harder, but, nah, <laughs> it depends on the character. But I mean, unless, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, I mean, that's just cheering. Who, who, who else could possibly? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut do a touch up. of death combo shut, besides Jiren. Shut up. They gonna patch him? Anywho, back to the topic, which is sponsorships. Um, I think that, I think also the fact that some of these, um, these tournaments are not having big payouts anymore is definitely the reason why these sponsorships are starting to like wane because like, even if you do place like top eight, you're not getting a whole lot of money. Yeah. Like that's bad. Like, not even a harp. Well, I guess we should talk about payouts there because that's an important part of this too. Like just recently, I think it was a Tekken World Tournament, um, World Tour. The finals, the payout was like seven thousand five hundred dollars, which is not a lot of money if you've been spending like your entire year of your life traveling the world playing this game, and that is the amount you get for the last final like. Time dest- out. Time out. Do they not get payouts per tournament? I think they do, but that's still like. Yeah, that is kind of wild. That's a little bit of money. Because if you imagine being like, okay, say for instance, like you've been doing pretty well, but at the last second, you only got like top eight. Like that means you only get a thousand. You know, Namco got the money. Oh yeah, (laughs) Namco has the money. You know how much they make off licensing and stuff. This stuff, licensing, Dragon Ball Fighters, which is probably (laughs) their most successful license as of right now. Right, like they're making money. It's just that they're not putting the money into their their esports division as much as they should. Let's see. Capcom ain't no better. 
Everybody want to talk about how Cat Company never got no money. Nah, they want you to think that. <laughs> they made money. I'm sure they have. Mega Man 11 made money, I'm sure. Uh, Resident Evil 2, I'm sure it's made um, plenty of money. We have to talk about the real money maker, which is Monster Hunter. I, oh, I ain't forget. That's I the, was, oh, I was getting there. <laughs> that's the real money maker. Where they, they give you all the little pieces of DLC where you can dress up as Final Fantasy 14 characters. Yay! <laughs> but that made dollars. The one on the Switch made dollars. They ain't like they got to waste a whole lot of money on voice acting and stuff. And who who cares about what they talking about? Where are the dinosaurs I can kill and <laughs> continue to kill over and over for really cool armor sets? So just to put this in context about the Tekken World Tour finals, um, yipes, Mr. Michael Mendoza himself had a small, intimate uh, Marvel's Capcom 2 tournament. That looked like it was held in the basement. <laughs> it was very small, but through crowdfunding, they were able to raise quite a bit of money, and the first place person got $8,000, which is a lot. Like, their actual goal was like 2500 Yeah, especially for crowdfunded, man. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, when you yipes and it's Marvel 2... Yeah, they put the money up. They did. I saw, I was watching, like, wow, people are really putting money up for this. And it's, I think because it went back to what the FTC was all about. And it was without, you know, corporate sponsorships. It was out. Um, no Red Bull in the, in every frame. Yeah. Like it wasn't a whole lot of like corporate red tape. It no was just- Victrix Pro AF <laughs> or the latest <laughs> stick from Razor. Like, it was just regular, degular, old school FGC stuff. Well, you could say bus ass. Oh, yes. As many times as you want. He said it quite a bit, too. It, because it was bus ass. <laughs> did you see that tournament? I, I did. I watched it. It was great. I mean. It was entertaining, too. Yeah. I think that having those small tournaments just shows just how powerful FGC can be. And the fact that companies aren't able to capitalize on that same I think that's what they, they, they want to capitalize on that, but they have so much like infrastructure and red tape and bureaucracy that kind of, we can't show that on television. Yeah, it kind of holds them back from being able to have that same magic, which is why you have such like issues with payouts and stuff. Hey, don't be surprised the next time you see Street Fighter on television that they say, okay, the cami outfit with the pants, you got to wear that. <laughs> like you can only wear that one. Um, can we get our Mika a shirt? Please. She's a little too buxom. <laughs> oh, I hate that word. Well, buxom? Yes. It's a good word. I hate that word. It's not that bad. It's an ugly word. It's not that bad. No one should be using that word. But we do. Ugh. Um, I hope they, I hope they could do, I think Capcom has pretty decent payouts. Like of all the like major fighting game tournaments, as far as like the series are concerned, I think they do a pretty good job of giving you the money that you want. Well, I mean, they've been doing this the longest, I think. But I think the only issue with Capcom is that their, um, their structure as far as like the percentages and ratios are a little off. Like, I think it was 70, 30, 10. What? Ratio. I'm not mistaken. For That's 110. Oh, wait, no. I got it off then. It was 70. 20, I forgot how much the, the ratio, but it was like the first place winner got like way more than everybody else. Like there was a huge difference between, it was a huge gap between first, second place. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're a winner. Get the most. <sighs> but then the people that are like at the like, you know, the outside top eight get almost nothing. That's what they get for not being number wow. one. Wow. Okay. Y'all, so yeah, here you go. Here. here you go. Chilling. Here. You'll be chilling for out here. Are, are you really? 
You over here chilling for Capcom and stuff. Whoa, ain't nobody chilling. That's his whole shield. I'm just saying. Time off, so that's what you get for not to get number one. I don't, I'm, I think they should do better with like the payouts when it comes to that. Like they should have the shares be a little bit more, not equitable, but at least you shouldn't feel like you just wasted your time coming there after you got top eight. Like that's crazy, man. I think top some of like, those payouts do seem like. I mean, I guess we'll buy you some Sarpino, <laughs> right? You wanna you wanna drink with that, fam? Imagine spending your whole entire year following this game and getting sponsored and all that money that they put into your like hotel fees and game, like all the fees that go into this is crazy, and you can't recoup that at the end of the year. And it ain't like these hotels are five star or something. They not. They really not. These are like rinky dink hotels. Oh. Okay, Man, maybe not, not rinky. That trash. I mean, maybe not rinky dink. I mean, I know we don't like pheasant run right now. We but don't. Come, come, we're we're across the street. Yeah, we we ain't messing with We them. elevated this year. Right. We ain't doing that. We, we all the way up. We went to the Chiefs and asked all of them. They said this ain't it. <laughs> But yeah, like, but hotels like aren't exactly the most lavish, luxurious hotels they ever go to. With I mean, unless it's Evo. Well, yeah, Evo is really luxurious because Luxor is Luxor is kind of nice. I will give. But then again, it's got like the industry backing. They know what the Super Bowl is. (laughs) It's just ironic you say that because they is Super Bowl. (laughs) Super Bowl (laughs) Sunday. (laughs) It's ironic. The season finale of football is here. Yikes. So the other aspect of this conversation about money is streaming, which is a huge issue because a lot of like f- traditional fighting game players don't really see crazy stream numbers unless you're like a smashed streamer and smash streamers. Oh God, they, they make so, they get so many people to watch their streams. One of my favorite tweets that you sent me. Oh yeah. <laughs> was. <laughs> How if you get like 10k subscribers, I'll turn the camera on. <laughs> 11k. I'll t- what was it? 16k. I'll take a shower. <laughs> 16k. I'll take a shower. 17k. I'll turn the game on. <laughs> like most, most like fighting game, like traditional fighting game players will be happy to get like maybe five or six new like subscribers and. Like I'm, I'm mad you sent me that because it was important. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just, I, wow. Shout out to Brian F who alerted me to such things because I was able to see that the thread was hilarious. Like I'm it, pulling up the thread right now. <laughs> you so so petty. Take care. I turn on the webcam. <laughs> these are these are ten. These are ten. These are ten thousand people watching one stream. This isn't like just. 11k i'll turn on the game 50k i'll I'll take a shower (laughs) that's a lot of people that have to watch it Uh, they'll get it (laughs) that's a lot of people you'll subscribe (laughs) wow and that just translates to money at the end of the day too like having that mean people watch your stream and some people actually donate too while they're watching it yeah so that's so much revenue that's one of the things about streaming right if you get on twitch there's so many avenues for for like money you got the subscriptions then you got the bits. Then you got people actually just donating to you. Mm-hmm. And then you get the advertisements that you get on every stream, which clearly say this ad supports blank. Yeah. That's so much money. If you got like 10K, that's a lot of people watching one stream. And you ain't even got to have the hugest avenue. Like You ain't got to have the hugest audience. You just got to have a dedicated one. Yeah. But I think like, a lot of the FGC people don't have 
like they don't have the dedication nor do they have the numbers most of the time. Yeah. Like, there are some that will keep to a consistent schedule and stuff, but there are some people in the FGC who they had it rough. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Some come to mind. <laughs> um I feel like Punk struggles with this. He does. He definitely does. Um I don't think that his stream is not as well tailored as it should be no. in order to garner the type of people who will watch his uh, content. I think and it is all different types of reasons a lot too. Well, like for why people don't have the strong stream presence. Yeah. Punk one isn't exactly the most personable. He's very clicky. And he's not the most consistent on, on his stream either. Like no. as far as like, he doesn't stream like every like he doesn't have like a stream, a really solid stream schedule. But that, you're right. Having a stream schedule definitely will help. Yeah. Or maybe you are a person who's kind of like a person people like to dick on or something. Yeah. Maybe you are a deity that sticks with the low tiers. Stop that. Stop that. Anywho, um, let's talk about success stories with streaming. Like, you know, smug. Yes. Smug. Easily. Smug is one of the smug best. Smug is the best. I will tune into. There are times I'm mad at myself for forgetting he's streaming. I think because he, he understands his audience, first of all, very well. And he understands how to be entertaining while still playing the game and having fun. Yes. That's and one of the things that is the best. Because it's fun to watch. Uh, one of my favorite stream moments with him is he called Chris to Terry in the middle of a stream <laughs> to to just be a jerk about Ken. <laughs> and of course, Chris to Terry turned it around and just he just he just disrespected Smug, and it was it was hurtful. But you will only see that kind of stuff on a stream like Smugs. Yeah, this is true. Like he, I, I, he, he's over here calling people in the middle of the stream because it's funny. <laughs> and it it was it was hilarious. So, what do you think is really the answer for like traditional fighting game players, people who aren't smashers who want to stream? Like, what's what's the solution to that? Finding a very healthy balance between having a stream presence and a tournament presence. Because back to Smug, when's the last time you heard him winning a tournament? Um, the last real time I remember him doing really well was that whole Ely thing where he was, was going against Daigo. That was Daigo, but he was going against Tokido. That was quite some time ago. That was a little bit um summer last year, I think. But not only is he doing well on stream, because every time you see him on stream, he's got those good um donations. Yep, you always see people subscribing. And then now he has a good YouTube channel going up now. He really does. He has really been working on that. I think another part of his YouTube, I mean, his whole like his whole presence on streaming and videos is the fact that he actually does try to teach too. Like he always has like informative stuff to teach people. Like, hey, this is what you should do in this situation or this Man, situation. Or he done taught me so much G stuff. I think that's important too. When you're, especially if you're like a character like specialist, it's really important to like have that content on there. Because most people who are watching this stuff are probably people who play fighting games most of the time anyway. So they want to learn better and get better, too. Then, of course, well, if you don't have that healthy balance, then I also think you need to go all in on one or the other. So you need to go all in on the shenanigans or all in on, like, like, ranking up? Let's check this out, right? We can't have this conversation without talking one of the most prominent figures in streaming as far as the FGC. That's Max. Ah, Yes. Max, he was doing tournament stuff, 
and he was like kind of in the midst of working with um actual companies for like if you all didn't know he worked pretty closely with um iron galaxy for a lot of the promotional work for killer instinct yep but all in all he went clean in on the streaming market he already had a strong youtube channel it's just that when he started being a teacher that people really started to look into him because he was always doing like the the um the compilations of him playing the game when he started to teach that's when he started to grow it definitely helped when he had the whole like assist me um series from marvel's capcom 3 like that's which is how i discovered him. that's what put him on the map honestly like that was an incredible like way to learn the game and it was really informative he's really good about explaining stuff too which is good like Wesker was a character I thought was garbage. A lot of people thought he was garbage. Until Max came through and was like, whoa, (laughs) all of you are wrong. (laughs) And I don't think there was, there was a long time I didn't play, I didn't have a team without Wesker sitting there. I mean, he was a great character. I hate him. Yeah, so was Doom. Doom was really, he he helped out with that better. He only got better. They buffed him. That was stupid. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting like, flashbacks like war flashbacks right now to bad times of my life <laughs> anywho um yeah maxis has a really great streaming and he has great, really great content so he does like really good like informative videos about what's coming up in like games and he does really good um was the reaction videos were really fun to watch like he has a good like balance of everything for his channel well that and he also had he has a lot of series going on. The only reason he hasn't gotten up with a lot of them is like copyright this and that. Copyright suck. Because um his fighting game history videos are starting to be some of my favorites, but you know, then they started giving him a hard time with those. Yep. Yep. Cause I think like, he had a lot of like um music that wasn't copywritten back in the day and then it started being copywritten now when a new company had came and bought the rights to it. Which is stupid. <sighs> yeah, YouTube is his own beast right now. It's really hard to tackle. But I think Twitch is a much easier way to deal with like streaming. Yeah, that seems to be where he's getting a lot of his success from. This is also a very important thing to have if you do want to be sponsored. Like you can still be sponsored and not go as hermits too. There's people who are sponsored just to stream. Yeah. So Having uh, a, or having a uh, like a community presence like um Alpharad. Yeah. He, he, I mean, yeah, we're going back to Smash, but he don't go to tournaments. Nah. But he's with Panda Global. Yeah. I mean, look at his channel. It's incredible. It is incredible. Like his like, content is so good. I don't know who he has making art for him and editing the stuff, but he got a good team he on his He has a back. great team. Oh, his videos are so good. They're just, they're so, he's able to explain the game, make it fun and make you all, everybody a part of the experience with him, which is always important. But yeah, Smash just has, I think Smash just has like the type of game that's like a spectacle anyway. So it's really great people who don't even know the game very well can definitely just jump in and watch it and understand it. I think that's probably another reason why Smash is a little bit better with streaming because Street Fighter, if you don't know fighting games that well, it's kind of like hard to grasp certain concepts and things. And and yeah. Smash has a pretty inviting control scheme where anybody can pick it up, but then you have that level of mastery that you can really go into. But if you don't know how to do a quarter circle, you are already hit with a huge barrier in Street Fighter. Yeah. If you're not frame daddy, you ain't supposed to be playing Street Fighter Five. Nope. <laughs> like stay don't home. Even. Stay home. <laughs> I mean that's Street Fighter Four. That is true. Um Do you think that with the advent of like streaming and stuff, 
is that going to become like more important than actually going to tournaments after a while? Uh, that's hard to say. If tournaments continue on the path that they are, I think so. Because I never think that the tournament scene is going to die. No, definitely. The tournament not. scene was here before esports, it'll be here after it. And I think that's one of the great things about the FGC. That even after esports, when it's homegrown and you got like minimum sponsorships so that it's still gonna be great. Yeah. Now I do think if it continues on this bit of a I guess downturn or slow growth period, then I think we are going to see people gravitate more towards streaming to either supplement being able to go to tournaments or just be what they do primarily yeah that seemed like a i mean it's a lot easier well, i don't want to say a lot easier but it's less taxing on you to stream versus having to go travel to tournaments and stuff because that's a lot yeah yes especially if you're flying in yeah like flying around the country or flying around the world going to tournaments and stuff is exhausting so I can imagine like having, like, hey, you know what? Let me just stay home and stream and just do that and make a whole bunch of money versus having to go to these tournaments and with all the stress and everything that comes along with that. Like, I would definitely go for streaming. It's tiring to be a world warrior, man. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, do you think that this whole integration to esports is what's making this whole like phenomenon we're having right now? Cause, like, there's like these different like. Cause you see, but we talked about earlier, like we talked about how League of Legends and stuff have these big payouts and this such an extravagant like marketplace. But then we look at FGC and just the whole like fighting games and how much they make is such a, they're like eclipsed for like five times over. Like I think the just expectations are just so much more different now than they were back in the day. They were, they are. And you know what? I also think that some of it has to do with, I guess, I don't want to say failed ventures or anything like that. But I kind of feel like sometimes the FGC, particularly Capcom, threw things at the wall to see what would stick. <laughs> you know, like that whole you know, reality show thing they did. To my E-League? Yeah. That was fun to watch. Yeah, but was it for everyone? Hmm. It's fun for us because we know about the game and we have some sort of connection to the players. That's you know? true. Because we knew who they were. You to a, a person who casually plays Street Fighter, knows little to nothing about the scene, coming in watching E-League, why would he care about these people? Why would they care about being hyped that low-tier God is here? <laughs> people right. who know knew that when they saw LTG there, they were like, oh, this is going to be amazing. When they saw Guilty there, they knew it was going to be some trouble. But people who don't know them, it's like, well, why would they be excited? Okay, I get that. That makes sense. Definitely, there's like an investment there. It's not really attached to, like, there's an investment for people who are a part of the scene and people who aren't definitely don't have that same investment. And then for the other, the other Ely thing, the actual giant tournament, a, a big thing is if you don't like the game, then you're not going to watch. Yeah. And Street Fighter Five is a very divisive game. God, polarizing. Like, either you love it. Or you hate it. You either are a person who's like, yeah, I play it. Or you're a person who goes in the other fighting game groups to say, man, Street Fighter 5 is terrible. <laughs> but this is, this is, a, this is a melee group. <coughs> I'm so mad you said that because that's so true. This is a melee group, man. Yeah, but Street Fighter 5 is terrible. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm in a Street Fighter 4 group because I still play that game. And 
I think they had to make a new rule to ban even talking about it because it happens so often. We will be watching like somebody like do a combo compilation and they over here talking about some man. I bet people who play Street Fighter Five wish they could do this. <laughs> Fam, this Dude. whole group is about not talking about that game. People don't know how to follow rules, man. Man, at all. You so you either like the game and you just kind of deal with the fact that you like the game, or you are very vocal about how you don't like it. Mm. Do you have any final thoughts about finding this money, getting to this bag, securing it? So I I do think that streaming is going to be how people secure the bag, right? Mm-hmm. Streaming I don't want to say is the future, but it is a good way to line your pockets a little bit and take the blow from some of that travel fees. Yeah. We're just not go to tournaments at all and compete. Like you can still go to tournaments, but like competing is that's an investment. I say pick and choose, man. If you are going to compete, don't let that payout be what motivates you to go out. Right. I think at this point we can't look for tournaments to cover livelihoods. Uh. If we go to a tournament, then it has to be something that's like, okay, if I don't win, I'm not going to be hurt and I can still pay rent. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be too hurt by losing this tournament or if I'm you, not going to lose my sponsorship. If I lose the tournament. Exactly. I yeah. think those are the mindsets that people may have to start going into or maybe just not rely on sponsorships that heavily to begin with, because you don't want to be in a position where suddenly something happens with the sponsorship and now you're kind of just like, well, what do I do? Yeah, you have to definitely build your own personal brand in order to like survive in this whole like FGC world. Maybe that's the most important thing you can do. Be your own brand. Yeah. Because, well, like Smug, after Smug is left, like it's gone from what is he part of Pi now? Mm-hmm. After them, we're still going to love Smug. We're still going to watch his streams. And he is still going to be okay. He is still going to be smug. Yeah. Still going to have a YouTube channel. He's still going to have a Twitch channel and he'll have people watching his stuff and he'll be still going to bug him to play Street Fighter 4 and do Dudley combos. (laughs) So. (laughs) And that's exciting. Yeah. To be a fan of someone and like, you know what? If I bug him, he'll do it and we'll all be happy to watch him do it. Cause he will do it. That's good stuff. That's having a good fan base. So yeah, make a fan base. Yeah. Start from scratch. It's not easy. Trust me. It's not. No, it's not. It's very hard, but with dedication and enough time and figuring out what your particular skills are and what your abilities are and what you're good at, you can do it. Hell, you can even make a brand being bad at games and still be successful. Yikes. I think you're being really pointed with that comment. I said what I said. I guess we can wrap up that episode really nicely with a bow after saying that one. So yeah, guys, uh, what do you guys think about, um, finding money and securing a bag in the FGC? Um, do you think it's an easy thing? Do you think it's hard? Do you think that it's never going to happen? Do you think esports will always be here, but FGC is going to just always not make any money? Let us know. Thanks for listening and we will see you next podcast.